Welcome to GovCast. I am your host, Managing Editor Amy Kluber. Communication, collaboration, and connectivity are ever more important in today's world, especially during times like today amid mass telework. Managed mobility services is an area gaining a lot of attraction in the IT world, with DMI seen as a leader in this field, having recently been highlighted in an industry report. Founded by J. Sunny Bajaj right after 9-11, DMI is bringing innovative next-generation technology solutions and MMS to government. DMI Senior Vice President and Chief Digital Officer Michael Dietrich and President of Commercial Managed Mobility Services DJ Orib give us a rundown of this important work and how the current pandemic might inform how agencies should think about this area in the future. Michael and DJ, thanks so much for joining us on GovCast. It's great to have you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us, Amy. So, Mike, what kind of work does DMI do? Our very purpose is to reinvent the way businesses operate today in the connected world. What that means is is we're hyper-focused on building digital businesses for our clients. We do that by delivering a, a large portfolio. We started out as a mobility services company, and over time, as digital transformation became the word of the day, right, we acquired and built a complete digital transformation operation as a company, but our roots are in mobility. But we focus on large enterprise transformation, and we believe that happens through data-driven, engaging, and human experiences, right? That means we're very human-centric. And unlike our competitors, a lot of our competitors are large system integrators, right? We we cover a breadth because we were born digital, so we cover a breadth of things. We are a strategic implementer, SI, and a system integrator. Our smaller size allows us to actually be more nimble and more agile and react to our clients' needs and help them scale very quickly. You know, we're very proud of how we've partnered with hundreds of commercial customers in the Fortune 1000, but DMI is well known for working with all 15 U.S. federal departments, as well as civilian services and a large growing list of state and local governments. So what is managed mobility services? Managed mobility services is a wide range of stuff. It typically ranges around the life cycle of mobile devices that include tablets, smartphones, ruggedized devices, laptops. But managed mobility services is a plethora of different services that combine together to allow companies and government organizations to be able to manage the new evolution of what mobility is. It ranges from help desk support, kitting and staging of devices, carrier activations, deactivations, and a whole evolution of around-the-clock support from a global perspective. DMI manages 2.5 million devices today, including all smartphones, tablets, and ruggedized devices, as well as laptops and IoT in over 60 countries. Some of our larger customers have more than 100,000 devices and have really adopted a more mobile-first approach to how they do business. Certainly relevant in this day and time. I understand your company has a bit of an interesting background. What prompted Bajaj to start the company? Sonny launched the company after the tragic events of September 11th unfolded. He watched as many of the communication systems that they all relied on were either destroyed, overwhelmed, or just failed to operate. For example, I think we all remember that the military had trouble communicating with the FAA, fire department radio systems failed, they weren't linked to the police department. So there was a lot of disarray in the ability to communicate. This is where Sonny actually, the idea dawned on saying that there was a critical niche and new technology needed to be developed to fill the gap so that we could empower the U.S. government 
government, state and local governments to operate more effectively and efficiently. DMI was launched in 2002, just a year later, and has expanded into commercial customers as we discuss. And we now have hundreds of the Fortune 1000 customers that operate in seven countries. So from Sonny's original thought and his original reaction, we've taken the DNA of our mobile and helping people communicate better and grow a connected world. We've taken it from the public all the way to the private sector. I honestly think one of the biggest things that our founder and CEO really wanted to do was he wanted to build a different digital arena to play in, especially in the government space. He really wanted to design something that was different and eccentric and something that actually bring uh, value and efficiency to federal agencies and also expanding into more of a commercial centric environment. And when we expanded commercially, he really wanted to bring practices from both evolutions to be able to bring them back. He wanted commercial branded practices to government. And he wanted to also bring government branded practices in the technology area over to commercial. What sorts of companies does DMI partner with for these services? We play in the federal space across the whole federal government and as well as state and local, but we also expand beyond that from a commercial perspective. We play in a ton of different arenas. The main arenas that we really look to is field services, retail. We look at technology. We also look at different other components for corporate, so more corporate level type engagements, but we're really looking for fields that are looking for a mobile-centric evolution around application development, around moving to more of the mobile tomorrow. We use the concept of there are three very specific things that every customer wants, both government and commercial. And that is they need to optimize, they need to innovate, and of course, transform. And each one of those has, they all interrelate with each other. And as a company, we organize around those concepts. Customers need to optimize existing assets. They need to look at new innovations as they're coming. And when you bring those two together, that's where human transformation occurs. It's our belief that humans actually experience transformation. They don't experience innovation. They don't experience optimization, but they do experience the transformation that we can bring. We enhance that by bringing data context to the human experience and drive differentiated value in the market. We look for companies to partner with that share our values and our culture. That's another thing Sonny brought to the company is that culture matters and the people you partner with matter as well because they should have the same laser focus on outcomes for our customers as we do. And then when it comes to government, I understand government has a bit of a backbone in the company's founding. Why does government need this capability? I think it's interesting, right? Everybody seems to think that everything starts in Washington, D.C. when it comes to the federal government, right? But over 85% of federal employees, right, don't sit in Washington, D.C. That's right. So the ability to actually be mobile, right, and actually be remote is essential now. You know, at one point in time, it was telephones and telefaxes and all that technology has evolved. And a lot of what we used to do in multiple devices is now all in one. So whether it's ensuring food safety, investigating criminal activity, or delivering emergency care, you know, the government serves Americans coast to coast and around the world. It requires an enormous supporting presence in the field. That's why most of them are not in Washington. So being mobile, being able to actually touch people, touch citizenry, or touch the people who operate with our government and work in our government, anywhere they are has become paramount. And the ability to actually manage all those devices, repair them, procure them, all those types of things, getting them out quickly, helping them to drive costs down and productivity up, Look at things from a long-term perspective. All this mobile capability is evolving over time and adapting to those and innovating constantly is why the federal government is working with DMI and to solve these particular problems. 
So I understand DMI's MMS capabilities have caught the attention of industry analysts. Can you go into that a little bit more? We were positioned as the Gartner Magic Quadrant leader in managed mobility services. We've been in it for several years. We are a five-time runner in the leader position. However, this year we took the highest scores across all use cases by Gartner. It's a huge accomplishment for my team. It's also a huge accomplishment for DMI. In light of the COVID-19 pandemic, telework has boomed, and especially the importance of mobile devices here. How are you thinking about working remote right now? Do you think it's just a phase or will it be permanent? DMI does not believe that what we're experiencing now isn't going to change in the long term. There's been this discussion about new normal. I don't think any of us know what that is right now. But I think we have a pretty good idea that mobile work will take a bigger role in everything we do, both public and private. We'll start to see an expansion of of remote work and people continuing to do that for at least the next 18 months. We do believe that if we help our government clients and our commercial clients actually embrace these pieces and make it work, when we figure out what works and what doesn't work, you'll start to see a more acceptance of more remote work and you'll see a lot more of that go on. And I don't think that they're going to retract and go back to day to day, show up in an office because you'll start to see value in having people being remote. Wow. Well, you mentioned a public-private partnership there. It seems like that's going to be crucial to really moving forward with these capabilities and then just working remote in general. Yeah, the entire concept of being connected to each other is a public-private venture. It, it has been for a long time. And so I think increasing the ability to, for the government and the private sector to work together on solving these scale issues and empowering people to actually work remotely will help keep people safe. It'll probably increase productivity. We just have to come up with better ways, which DMI is trying to help the government and our commercial clients do, is better ways to collaborate, be more social, more productive, and be very adaptive to the environments because that's going to be necessary in the short term and in the long term. From a business perspective, why is frictionless telework so important? Telework, when it comes to field services, innovating and creating mobility, and those different components is really what our managed mobility services is all about. I think during this time that we're in right now, remote work capabilities are more vital to successfully maintaining business operations. And I think companies are seeing the mobile ecosystem grow in their side in order to allow them to continue to operate efficiently and effectively as a business. Our real goal is to just really help organizations in the near short term achieve business value. But we also want to find challenges they may be experiencing to really find new ways to facilitate telework and increase productivity in different aspects and different directions they can go. A lot of what DMI does is very consultative. We really want to help customers grow what they have today and find new ways to constantly innovate them to always be able to be operational and continue to evolve in such a forward-moving mobile environment. What other sorts of issues are enterprises struggling with right now? Honestly, the move, right? The transition or the thought of moving to something is something difficult. And it's something hard to kind of grasp because there's so many different facets out there that you can go in so many different directions. How to adapt to that? How do we integrate all of the culture and all of the regular and standard processes that we have today? How do we integrate those and bring them into one and still be able to move forward? So I think a lot of those transitional pieces are just ones where they know that they want to move forward, but they don't really know the steps or how to do it in a quick and efficient manner. With everything going on right now with the pandemic, people applying for unemployment, et cetera, what are some real practical examples of how this solution can help government facilitate their missions during this time of need? 
Right now, the contact centers is all by phone or through the internet. And so we're looking at establishing new conversational interfaces uh, with that it combines messaging, phone calls, and an online presence. But we're also enhancing that with artificial intelligence and chatbots to help actually get ahead of some of the issues they're having. So when you look at in the labor space, a lot of them not sure what information do I actually need to apply. Some of these people have probably never applied or have applied in the past, but some of the recommendations needed documentation is different. So because of that, we've used an artificial intelligence to guide them through that process before they actually get engaged and start collecting any data. And then when we start collecting the data, we guide them through entering the forms correctly. We're even capturing some of the stuff offline because of the volume that's coming in. We can do catch up later. So we now have it all caught in text and now a human can pick it up and then enter that data directly into the system that the state has in order for the federal government's funds to get to those people. So when you look at the call center and the whole service center model for the states and for the federal government and how they're actually capturing their citizenry, we're adding artificial intelligence, messaging capabilities, and introducing new channels of engagement for citizenry to connect with their government and get the help they need. All of this is all too relevant right now. The collaboration aspect is reigning true for many entities. Many companies like DMI are tackling some of these issues across the board. And with the increased telework, we're only going to see it grow. So DJ and Michael, thanks so much for joining us on GovCast. This was great insight into MMS and what DMI offers. And it was fascinating to hear some of the perspectives that you guys brought to the table. Thank you very much, Amy, for your time. Appreciate it. GovCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to governmentcio.com slash podcasts. If you liked what you hear, let us know by leaving us a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. GovCast is produced by Amy Kluber. Theme music provided by Big Hoax. If you're interested in sponsoring a podcast, contact us at sponsor at governmentcio.com. Sponsor at 